values, and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Kristen Benz in for Mike Broomhead today. I needed a little Sheila E to kick off this President's Day. Hopefully you guys are chilling at home or in the car going somewhere fun. But if you're not and you're working, I hope you're listening to me. So thanks. We're going to make your day, your President's Day, a little bit smoother and a little bit more fun. Because we're going to live the glamorous life. That's what we do at KTAR. We live the glamorous life. And I'm here joined today by my producer, Jess Welch, who's making this day so much brighter. I'm just over here dancing. Don't mind me. See? <laughs> I just want to spend my day dancing. You're missing some really good chair dancing. If they put this on Instagram, I will die. So. Can we leave this song on the entire segment? Yes. Yes. Why I not? need a good music bed. <laughs> and we're talking about ASU and we're talking about the glamorous life of these graduates because I've got some data nuggets. Do listen up. Um, 86% of ASU grads are employed upon graduation That's and 96% are employed within 90 days. Wow. Okay, so as a former Sun Devil, forks up y'all, um, I was at ASU when the reputation was not so great. When we were Playboy's favorite school of God knows what, I don't even know. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was rough back in the day. <laughs> right next to Florida State. <laughs> yes. It's always Arizona or Florida. Why is it the crazy state and then us? It's well, always us. Well, I mean, it is the crazy state. And then we've got the weather. We definitely have and the weather. And there's not much to do other than hiking and whatnot. <laughs> but now, when you're a college student. But now we've got the jobs. And so this is interesting. And so I guest lecture um, at various colleges around the country, um, dropping knowledge. And I worked my way through ASU. I had like 5,000 jobs. Um, and a lot of those were in has- hospitality. And so the main career path for all of these graduates is hospitality, which begs the question in Arizona, that's what we do, right? right? That's what we do. And so it's a really thriving part of the economy. And I just thought this was an interesting segment because we have so much happening with the Cactus League, with spring training coming up, the Final Four. We have all these new fabulous hotels that are opening up in Arizona. If you haven't been to the Grand Ambassador, get yourself over there. Stunning. But... It's just great to hear great news about jobs. And so I don't know if you heard this, that a lot of Fortune 500 companies are repealing a bachelor's degree. Really? From their criteria. From their job requirements? Yes. And so I guest lecture at community colleges, at other universities. And so, you know, right now there's a lot of drama within the higher education world. Is it worth it? You know, should I spend all this money when I should actually be going to a trade school, when I should be learning coding, when I should be learning HVAC? I have always been a proponent of trade schools just because when I was growing up, I didn't see when everyone else is saying you need a college degree to do anything. You need a bachelor's degree. I saw the writing on the wall when I was young and about to go into college that, well, if everyone's going to get a bachelor's degree, well, then it's just going to end up being like a high school diploma. Which it basically is. Yeah. And there's not going to be any incentive unless you get, you know, a specialized degree like doctor, lawyer, which will take a lot of time and money. Exactly. And, you know, I got a very popular degree. Um, I have an English literature degree from ASU. (laughs) I was really smart. (laughs) But I did parlay that into a lot of things. A Wall Street career, got an MBA. But ASU was there for me. And it was one of the most affordable 
undergraduate educations out there. And so now Michael Crow, who's gotten a lot of flack for all of his mishaps with our sports programs and our athletic directors and all of that. But I will tell you what he has done using Starbucks. And um, if you work at Starbucks and scholarships and working at ASU and going to ASU uh, on a path to graduation, he's done so much for that school. And in an era of very woke universities yeah. with a lot of very questionable, um, not career paths, majors, but majors. For some reason, we've managed to kind of stay above all of these bizarre gender studies majors that really don't amount to anything. And ASU has managed to stay above the fray. And, you know, once we work out our athletic program, right. you know, I think we're, you know, going to be on the right path. But it's it's great to hear good news about investing in yourself and going to college, but actually getting a job, which is what we all want. Exactly. If you're going to be spending that much money and it's nice for a university to have the numbers to back it up and be and say, hey, I can you can spend your money on a degree with us and we'll get you that job. Well, and that's the point. And so in an era right now where people are questioning, why am I even getting an associate's degree? Why am I even going to community college? Why am I paying all this money when nothing's going to happen? I think it's so great for a state university such as Arizona State to get this recognition because that's exactly and that's the only number you need to look at. Ninety six percent. And do you think it does have to do with the majors that are offered and we're veering away from offering, you know, gender studies, majors, Taylor Swift degrees, Taylor Swift degrees, yeah. things like that. Is it because of the education that you're getting and it's not just something that you can use as you know cultural clickbait exactly Ooh, i'm gonna use that uh-huh. just dropping taglines today <laughs> uh no and actually their whole like semiconductor issues that they're dealing with right now and those majors are really fantastic and so they're going hand in hand with all of the employers that are coming to the valley and that's mm-hmm. becoming a whole huge degree cybersecurity, all that stuff things yeah, that innovation. actually matter innovation and you know asu again this is not a promo i am not being paid <laughs> in fact <laughs> she's I'm still just in a debt. proud alum <laughs> just a proud alum i'm just a proud well it's so nice to like not be in um um, you know, a Family Guy episode where they're bagging on ASU. Right. And they're always talking right. about houseboats and stuff like that. It's nice yeah. that we're finally being acknowledged for academics, innovation, and not just exceptionally beautiful girls. Of which they do have. We got that. We got that. We got the weather. We got the heat. Mm-hmm. We got Cronkite. We got the best journalism school. Oh, yeah. We got all the things. We got Carrie. We don't have... Income taxes as cheap as Florida, but they are cheaper than California. (laughs) And that's all that matters. Exactly. Actually, let's pivot really quickly and talk about the Gen Z folk moving to Texas. Isn't that wild? What is happening? I never thought Gen Z would be the Texas kind of folk. Right. Especially with like, you know. The abortion laws and all that happening. Exactly. Guns. Exactly. Well, I I will admit the Austin and Dallas areas are going more blue. Yes. And, you know, the last probably three election cycles. You know I mean, what's their tagline? Keep Austin weird? Oh, it's weird. Oh yeah. (laughs) But just the threat of um, media companies and news makers. Um, uh, the 
I'm sorry, I'm hearing some stuff in the background. Are we hearing voices again? Yeah, I was hearing voices. I thought it was just me. (laughs) Not that we're friends. Yeah, but they've been threatening of, um, you know, turning Texas purple, which is in certain cities. And we go through that here in Phoenix. Yeah. So, but I do like the fact that Gen Z is more financially literate. Uh, Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that works. I mean, if they're making moves to a state that doesn't have any income tax at all. That is that whole thing you and I were talking about at financial literacy and Gen Z. Yes, because classes, um, high school and even middle school schools are bringing in these financial literacy classes. Well, I think it should be required. I think it should be required to know how to calculate a tip. My kids, you know, I've got the 15 year old twins and they're starting to go out and do things. I'm like, this is how we double the tax. Right. I'm going to make it very easy for you. (laughs) Or even just having like an APR formula. So that way, you know how much interest you're going to be paying on your house or your car. Most people don't even know what that is. No. Buy now, pay later. We're going to talk about that in a minute when we talk about retail sales. Yes. People don't even understand the price of that credit that they're taking out. And I think that's what we're seeing that's happening in this country right now economically because people don't understand what they're signing up for. Easy pay. Girls, sometimes it's not that easy. Mm-mm. It'll come back and bite you. No, and our dating app's going to help that. <gasps> our dating app. Okay, stick around because we've got some new news on some new dating apps. So all you single girlies out there, I hope you're listening. This is Kristen Bentz in for Mike Broomhead at KTAR. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Hey there, and happy President's Day to one and all. I am Kristen Bentz, and I'm filling in for Mike Broomhead today on KTAR. I'm so glad you're with us. I'm going to bring you some news that you need, and maybe some that you don't, but some that you want to know. So let's get to it, shall we? Um, Dating sites. Um, I'm curious, those of you that partake of various dating sites, what your thoughts are. There's a new one. Uh, Spoiler alert, it's called Score. Okay, but not that kind of score. Let's keep our heads above water and out of the gutter today on this Monday. It's actually related to one's credit score. So it's a subscription based kind of like an Ashley Madison thing, but without the married couples, hopefully, and only credit score based. So I'm curious as to your thoughts, Jess, on how popular you think this app will be. Well, as I think I'm hoping it's going to be very popular. (laughs) I'm hoping because when you think about it, one of, you know, the reasons for divorce for so many people is the financial aspect, the money aspect to it. And And if you're not compatible financially, that's going to put a big strain on marriage down the line. Well, that's the big secret that no one tells you. And, you know, I'm a professional. I've been at this a few times. So I know what I'm talking about. And so no one tells you that financially that will be like one of your biggest discussions. Right. Yeah. Fighting about money and finances and knowing one's credit and credit rating, I think, can really cut through a lot of drama. So I find this is a, a very interesting workaround within dating sites. But I don't think that men care about a girl's credit rating. Like, I literally think that they've got other things and other parameters and metrics that they might be using. But then again, they might. Yeah. So I don't know. I I would disagree with you on that. Okay. Because if if you're going to be 
combining incomes and doing a joint account, then I wouldn't want to marry, if I was a man, I wouldn't want to marry a wife who has, you know, a massive four, amounts of debt. Yeah, a, a massive amount of debt, $400, you know, makeup routine, makeup and hair routine. I mean, girl, Botox, only, there's a lot going on yeah, here. Botox, Ozempic, nails, micro extensions, yes, things, I mean, vampire facials. Exactly. It's a lot. We'll talk about that later. It's a thing, Ed. I'm telling you. <laughs> Ed is like his eyes just went whoop. <laughs> so you I men don't know what idea. women go through. It's a, it's a good idea. Yeah. So here's the other thing that's like strange. So Tinder, and you know, that's the dating site where it's less about courtship and more about just yeah getting together getting, yeah as it were so they now have a premium membership and i thought this was a typo so i had to check it twice 499 dollars a month for tinder that they and i'm like so what they just put you through a background check for people that you're only going to meet once i don't know i am very intrigued by this maybe it's more so because i feel like there's a there's a split on tinder from what I mean, I'm, I'm listening. On, My ears I, are perked. I'm not on any of these <laughs> dating apps, but from the people who I know who are and have been in the past, Tinder has like a divide on those who are, you know, just in it for um, company for a, a, a short yeah. period of time. Yeah. Yes. For dinner company. And the others are looking for an actual serious relationship. So maybe... That premium membership is for those ones that, you know, okay. are on the site but want something more serious. But the essence Because I don't know why site, you would want to spend $500 a month. Right. And the essence of the date. site is a very short-term meeting, if you will. So would one want to pay $500 a month for multiple short-term? If dinner's not included, I don't know. <laughs> See, now we're getting somewhere. See, Jess, finally, finally the truth comes out. So it's a dinner thing. Of course it is. <laughs> it's always about the money. See? Okay. Which so is why I think that this credit score app is good because then... You know, you're not spending the $500 a month on Tinder and you know that you're going to be getting somebody who has financial sense to not spend $500 a month on Tinder. And then maybe you can get some really good like to go deliciousness after your meal to take home with you because apparently that's a deal breaker. What? Not taking home leftovers? Yeah. Getting dinner. Oh, focus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's interesting. I don't know. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this because... Well, there's so many scammers out there. Like, have you seen like the Tinder swindler and like all of these things on Netflix about these like fake identities and these people try to target women usually. And they're usually yeah. very successful, financially stable females. And they try to appear that they're much more successful than they are financially in private jets, whatever. And then they end up swindling money from these women. Well, I thought that was just like the, so the social media life that we live now. Do you remember when Bow Wow got uh, <gasps> caught? Yes. He like posted a picture saying that he was going to go on a private jet. And, it and was then just later like on, he was People with like coach. a window behind him and he was yeah. in coach. Like begging yeah, this, for nuts. Yeah. This nice picture in front of this jet <laughs> with this beautiful luxury car. And then an hour later, someone finds them in coach in some <laughs> random planes. Like, ah, kidding. No, that happened. I think you're right. I think that is. So maybe to your point, and we're talking about 
actual reality now, not virtual reality. Maybe people exactly. really want to know what, and you don't see the other person's credit score. That's interesting. Really? So it literally, it's been filtered. And so this is the thing that's kind of sad though. It's a 650 credit score, which is really not that great. No, but you have to think it's good for the people with student loans. Right. Because I've been delinquent on a very small student loan and my credit score was in the 640 area, but I've worked very, very hard. That student loan thing, we got to talk about that too. Coming up when we talk about retail and the economy and buy now, pay later. Mm -hmm. We got to talk about that. Yeah. We have so many things coming up. I hope you guys are staying tuned for all this knowledge that we're dropping in you. I'm very, very excited. (laughs) Um, Okay. So next up, we're going to chit chat about Trump and this crazy judgment with a lot of money, 364 million to be exact. So stay tuned. We're going to break that down for you and more. I'm Kristen Bentz filling in for Mike Broomhead. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Hey, everybody, we got Ed today in the control room on the ones and twos, spinning all the tunes for us on this President's Day. And I'm so glad he's here. Um, I'm Kristen Bentz, and I'm filling in for Mike Broomhead. I know you're all so excited, and we are so excited to spend this President's Day with you. Um, So we're going to have a little chat right now on a big number that a lot of folks are talking about. um, $364 million. And that is the judgment. Um, against Mr. Trump in this latest um, high, I don't know, it's it's a very high profile case. I don't know how else to say that. Uh, the real estate case in New York based on his properties, um, his children, his business, etc. So it's interesting that this judgment has garnered such polarity in the country and outcries about being attacked and finance and business and the ability to do business in the state of New York. And there's so many angles to this, which I find really interesting. So I'm going to bring Jess in here. My producer, Jess Welch, is um, sitting in with me today just to make the day a little bit more smooth and a lot more fun. Yes. And I love having her take on these things. So (laughs) let's talk about that. Now, I personally believe that he will appeal this and he'll never pay a dime of this money. But he absolutely will. I think I think there was so many details to this case. But I think the media's response to it has been the most interesting. Um, what they carry out of these hearings and these trials um, was v- very different than the experience of some other reporters that were in the room while it was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like the judge exploding on um, Trump lawyers. Um, well, didn't he make her leave the room? Yes. Yes, he did. And I'm not just the way that the judge was treating um, Trump and his lawyers throughout this case, but also the evaluation they put on Mar-a-Lago, I think, is one of the sticking points that have people looking at this case really tilting their head and raising their eyebrows to how could you ever possibly think that Mar-a-Lago is worth only $18 million? (laughs) I mean, come on. Anyone that knows anything about Palm Beach real estate? Yeah. Stop it. No, absolutely not. Especially when you have um, properties that aren't even an acre 
that are worth that same amount, that 15 to $20 million for less than an acre in, in that same area, in the same mile radius of Mar-a-Lago. So I don't know how you can have that kind of evaluation for a barren piece of land. Well, and it's so excessive, just the family issue and barring him and the family from everything. Nobody with a Trump last name can run the business for three years. And it's putting a real big chilling effect on New York businesses and business owners out there. Well, so I lived out there for about 15 years, went to graduate school, worked on Wall Street, lived in the city for a very long time. And Trump, before even running for president, had such a grip on New York City, um, just as a character. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, and, Trump was New York. Yeah. And as a financier and for our younger listeners, um, Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, two, not one. <laughs> two, exactly. <laughs> um, just to kind of reel you in here. We like all audiences here at KTAR. Yes. Everyone is welcome. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Trump really was New York, is New York. And it's a very different New York City. So I do various media here, Fox News, Fox Business, and they all want me to come back to the city to show up on air. And it's a very different New York than it is now. And this whole situation with Donald Trump, how polarizing he may be to certain listeners or voters or whatever, he very much is pro-business in the state of New York. Mm -hmm. And there's a problem in New York and people are leaving in droves. We just talked about Texas earlier that Gen Z, that's their favorite state. Well, Florida yeah. is the other one. So most of my friends have left Manhattan and they're in Miami or in Charlotte or in Texas. Yeah. And New York isn't just having the exodus because of their business policies and not just because of the way that they handled COVID, um, but... Also because of the crime in the area. I, I just saw an article where Sil Sylvester Stallone put his daughters through CIA training because they're moving to New York. Yes. So they're getting trained by like CIA agents and like I Navy would, SEALs. You know when Rambo and, has to send his own children to, right. to be instructed. By Navy SEALs. By the CIA. Here's my thing. I think that um, I'm a gun owner. I'm a gun user. I'm a gun advocate. I think that every woman should have that in her repertoire. In Two her, way all day. Yeah. In her trade, in her toolbox to know how to know your way around a firearm. Absolutely. Um, so I am a big advocate of that. Uh, opinions aside. But New York used to be a very safe, big city. I would feel safe there traveling. Mm. You can't be an idiot. Like you can't be on the subway at three in the morning. Right. And Situational doing... awareness. Exactly. Is... But I always felt safer there than traveling to like Houston or L.A. as a That's like interesting as a female business traveler alone. I always felt safer. In was New it York. just because of the amount of people or the was there a bigger presence of police officers and Port Authority? It's the, well, Port Authority. That's a whole other issue. <laughs> um, they never did a lot for me, but it's so it's the amount of people. And it's also the decorum of living in a big city and being safe and being smart. Like that's mm. the thing about New Yorkers, right? Like, yeah. you know, they'll tell you if you're like crossing the street the wrong way or if you ask for directions, like they're going to give you 50, like thousands of people will tell you like what to do and how to do it. There's like a, a shepherding because it is and was the greatest city in the world, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And so. I think there was a safety issue there. There's a common sense issue when you're in New York City. Other cities like taxis, um, and this is you know pre-Uber, that sort of thing. There was a decorum there. Other cities, when you're a female and you're traveling by yourself, it's really not that great. But yeah. now New York, I literally would deign to like 
go there. And I am a fan. I lived there for 15 years. I considered it my home. I was there on 9-11. You know, all of that stuff runs deep. It's not the same New York. And if you can't do business and you can't be safe, that begs the question about why will people even stay there? Well, I mean, with the businesses, the governor is even getting questioned on how this Trump ruling is going to reverberate into the business community. And she told um, a radio station out there that it's an, that it's an unusual circumstance that the law abiding rule following New Yorkers who are business people have nothing to worry about because they're different than Donald Trump and his behavior, which begs the question, was this political? And are you now trying to ease fears because it was political? And it absolutely does beg the question, and it is. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens from here. You know, a, a lot of disgruntled people. And honestly, he's making it easy. Mm-hmm. People are making it easy for Trump. Oh, yeah. Very easy. And we'll talk about this later. The truckers that are now refusing to go to New York. That's right. We got a lot of stuff yeah, coming we've up. we got to move on. Okay. Uh, now we're going to talk about Taylor. Taylor, Burning Man, all the things. So stick around. I know it's the best President's Day you've ever had. I'm Kristen Bentz in for Mike Broomhead, and you're listening to KTAR. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Okay, I promised Mike that I wouldn't have any more Taylor topics on the show. But as you can see, sometimes promises are broken. Love you, it's Mike. our show now. <laughs> I'm the captain now, Michael. Um, hey, it's Kristen Bentz in for Mike Broomhead today on KTR News with uh, my producer Jess is sitting with me side by side. And, you know, we don't always have to like be so positive about Taylor. We can bash her if we want. Just slightly. Just a little bit. So um, for those of you that are new to this situation, there's an article out talking about gig tripping, which is allegedly they're trying to ascribe it to Taylor Swift, where you're going to go to one of her shows um, and it's easier to travel there and stay than buying tickets in certain venues, etc. I think the Grateful Dead originated gig tripping, if I may. Maybe. They're trying to give her all the credit for that like burning man but i will not stand for that no ma'am no you will not there were there were many that came before her burning man music festivals you just mentioned grateful dead yeah i mean there's the lollapalooza the bonnaroos i mean so it's not taylor yeah I mean, the fire festival, people were literally traveling to go to some island to with have a this crazy great- man with yes. no food. Yes. It ended up being terrible, but they were <laughs> literally <laughs> gig tripping for a music festival and no food on an island. with so no, no Taylor does not get credit for this. Yeah, exactly. And Travis does not get credit for a fade either. OK, can we discuss that situation? Because <laughs> I think he was smart and said no. Yes. Yeah. So whoever was very smart and said, no, you guys are crazy. Yeah. So whoever's managing him and we need to talk about that whole situation, like where I thought for sure if they won, he was going to drop a knee and propose to her. That did not happen. Oh, no. Way too soon. You think? Oh, yeah. You think they're going to milk this like forever? Why would you not? It's obviously a moneymaker for for him. Multiple for for him. him, Definitely for for the NFL. 
<laughs> Shira is looking at me through the glass I like know. I am the devil. I know. That's <laughs> why I have to be very careful because me and Shira have some. Are you going to have words? <laughs> we might. She's going to come in here during the commercial. Shira is one of my favorite producers. Also a Cronkite grad. I'm giving forks up. And a all very, my sun devils. very yep. big Swifty. Possibly the biggest Swifty in the building. Yes. And we love her. And so we here's do love the thing. Her. So when people give me guff, like Mike Broom had about discussing her, when the Fed talks about the impact that your concert has had on various economies around the country, like yeah. Philadelphia, you pay attention to her. So I am not a fan. My kids are not fans. Uh, but I respect the hustle and I respect oh, the work and I respect the musicianship and all about that. So don't get it twisted. Absolutely. But there are certain limits that I think one needs to make when it comes to the Taylor Swifting. I mean, people do the same thing for Beyonce. They're traveling and wearing other silver items and spending ridiculous amounts to see her as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, you were talking earlier about F1 and NASCAR. Yes. I mean, people travel all over. This is not a new thing to travel to go to an event right. and making it a part of a vacation. Right. And NASCAR folks have always done that. Right. I, I think so. I mean, that's why um, the I-10 got widened was because of um, Phoenix, the Phoenix Raceway. Raceway. Yeah. yeah. International Raceway. They needed more freeway space for all the traffic that heads down there. Exactly. And they did that before they um, widened the I-17 going up north. And they're so brand loyal as well. And actually, to that point, I wanted to get into this with you. So everyone's talking about her promoting a presidential candidate and whether she should do that or not. I think it would be career suicide for her at this point. I mean, she did it in 2020 with Biden. Right. With her cupcakes. But she used to date a Kennedy. Right. So would she go for Kennedy? But he, I can't handle his voice. Totally random, obscure yeah. commentary from me. I mean, I most can't people. handle it. I can't. Not for four years? No, you not for one year. You don't want to press conferences? No, but I do, I do respect the whole family and whatnot. But here's the thing. So I don't think that artists should get involved in politics. I think they should just kind of do what they do. If anything, I think it would be wise for her to promote voting. That yeah. is a nonpartisan well, way. That's what I feel like she used to do that. Just she be did. Like voting like, hey, I went to the... But the didn't polling she back place. some Nashville candidate that failed miserably? Yeah, that was back in 18. I think that's when she was like first started getting more political, political with a, a team behind that she was going to get behind. I think if her people are smart and they're very smart. So, you know, her dad is a Wall Street dude, Morgan Stanley. Like she, you know, yeah. she's not this like country bumpkin that people think that she is. No, and she's 35. Leave 34, 35. Alone. Exactly. Quit teaching, quit treating her like a 34. teenager. Cheer up. Breaking 34. news. 34. Okay. Thank See? you. But quit treating her like a teenager. Well, and here's the thing. I mean, Jennifer Lopez came out and came out for a Democratic candidate and sung at the inauguration for Joe Biden. So, you know, a lot of yeah. there are a lot of artists that are promoting, you know, the presidential candidate of their choice and still have great careers and all of that stuff. So I don't think this would be career ending for her. I just think it would be wise for her to stay above the fray. Yeah. And then you have Travis Kelsey and Pfizer. Because you have to think you're you have audiences and fans outside of that one political team. 
you you're, you have conservative fans. So they do have conservative fans. So hopefully she'll um, she'll figure that out. And we have a lot to talk about coming up. We're going to talk about Tarjay and a bunch of new self-checkout guidelines and shopping guidelines. So stay tuned. Kristen Bentz in for Mike Broomhead, KTAR.